0: it's everyone's favorite show about all things utah a show where four hosts and sometimes a guest discuss whatever they want regarding utah and mostly stay on topic it's the new utah podcast with your hosts Bree, chris jeremy and jessica episode 209 i like it <laughs> you like that one better you guys didn't get well, to I'm hear But I'm not it. the
1: defender of all all things woman anymore. Oh, well.
0: I could add that back in. You clearly thought the mostly stay on topic part was funny because you laughed during it. <laughs> that part's <laughs> funny. That's you gotta good. You got to edit that out. So. That's good. It's the laughter part. <laughs> I don't want people to know that we're laughing at our own intro. Although we just discussed it. So, so it's all right. No, that's good. I like it. <clears throat> it's a little better. I did some voice modulation. <laughs> like, I played around with it for a while and I finally just gave up because I did it after the show last week. With your, your Barry White voice? No, nope, nope. I made it more Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all Barry White. <laughs> I got it real deep once, and it was bad. It sounded didn't. Sound right. It's like a demon announcing us, which is <laughs> kind of cool in its own right, but not what the intent. Not quite was. what we're after. So we're starting a little bit late for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, Jess is going.
1: But he knows that we're late.
0: That's true. Jess is going <laughs> to join us uh, what here I shortly do now. Um, but. I, I have to tell the story because it's fresh on my mind. So I went to the Asian market, um, which I will want to do, and I like to experiment with the various ramen. There are ones that literally have no English on the packaging. There are others that have plenty of Engl- English, I English. guess. English. Um, and I wanted some spicy chicken ramen. And you have to understand, if you've ever been to the Asian superstore on like 33rd and State, there are $6 million Different types of ramen, and 5.9 million of those are spicy chicken. (laughs) And they all vary greatly. And so I got one, I'm like, oh, this one looks okay. It only says 2x spicy, it's not ultra spicy, extreme, or whatever crazy words they put on their packages. Like, it'll be hot, but it'll be fine. Extra spicy, you burn a long time. So I make it. I'm I'm going to make it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Brigo's goes what? I go. It tells you how many Scoville units are on the packet on the package. It tells you how many Scoville units it is, and um, it's at the top end of a jalapeno, which a uh, really hot jalapeno is pretty spicy. Was oh, like, it eight million on the package? Uh, no, no, no. Eight thousand. Scoville 000. units, like eighty six hundred Scoville units. I think a jalapeno tops out at ten thousand. So just shy of eating a whole jalapeno. Of eating the hottest of jalapenos. Cause keep in mind the jalapeno oh, Scoville scale vary. is pretty, pretty wide. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Jalapeno <laughs> Scoville. I can't type. This is entertaining for the people <laughs> listening.
1: Not entertaining for me.
0: So, uh, jalapeno, um. You know it's
1: a jalapeno, right?
0: Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Jose Jalapeno on a stick? <laughs> on a stick. I love that guy. <laughs> His shit's so good. Uh, okay, so yeah, jalapeno pepper tops out at 10,000 school bills. So this is just shy. Yeah, your normal jalapeno... Oh, that's a Chipotle. Your normal jalapeno tops out at about 5,000. Oh, so. So this is hotter than a jalapeno. <laughs> so, <laughs> Two bites in and you're done. Yeah, I had two full like spins of the fork of ramen. The first one, I was like, "Okay, wow, that's that's spicy." That's
1: spicy. And
0: the second one, I was like, "I can't, I can't do it." I had to, (laughs) I had to, I had to to spit the saliva out because it was so hot from trying to get all the fire out of my mouth. Uh, and uh, got rid of the noodles and sent a picture to my daughter and said, "Come get these." (laughs) (laughs) She likes the hot stuff.
1: She will take the packets from the freaking taco place and just eat the. Freaking hot sauce. Yeah,
0: she'll just drink hot sauce. Oh. She's a weird one. Hmm. Okay. But anyway, uh, so it was very spicy.
2: She's
1: also been tested for COVID-19 four times. Yeah.
0: So does I show up every time on the, on the, on the. That's a test. So yeah. And it's a negative test. So it inflates the numbers a little bit, I guess. But she has to be tested that often because she's a healthcare worker. Right. And she's been exposed a couple times, three times she's been officially exposed. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, no. One of the times she wasn't exposed, she just had symptoms. It was just a cold, though. Yeah, one. of but four. But she couldn't go to work one of, because one yes, of four times, one of so
0: four, three times. So
1: she she's been exposed. able to
2: work at all. It is like yeah, the, no.
1: She the day she, she
2: goes back. She pretty
1: much, pretty much.
2: So last so this, week,
1: last time it was this guy. I guess one of the residents really likes to hug people, and he like hugged somebody that had COVID, and then was like walking around hugging people. So they have no
0: idea oh what, he, what he did. She works at a at a nursing care facility, so. Um. So, and then every time she has to stay home for two weeks, doesn't she? No, I no, no, no. don't
2: know. The test
1: they test her right away, and that's like two or three days.
0: Yeah, oh. but they, they don't make her. They can't possibly make them stay home after that one. <laughs> It'd be like, Cause nobody then, left. Yeah, because <laughs> the whole the whole nursery the whole floor home. was
1: exposed. But, but
0: she's always in. Like she sends us pictures all the time of her at work, and she's in full. Uh, yeah, P. like she wears the, but she, well, she doesn't
1: have the no, she doesn't have the N95.
0: Yeah, because they probably don't fucking have. She has,
1: there. so she has like a mask and then a cloth mask, and yeah. then when she leaves every night, she throws away the disposable one, and they put the other one, like the contaminated ones, and they wash and them they for wash them. them. And then she, but then she a has, but she has to have the face shield and stuff, and full
0: outer garment stuff, and gloves, and so like totally covered. yeah Yeah. So it's they're not fucking. She around.
1: messaged me today. She's like, mom. I need some stuff for my face. So I I texted Jen over at Olio, Oleo, and I'm like, uh, Sean's a healthcare worker. She needs some stuff for her face. She's like, I think she needs some stuff for her hands. I'm like, she hasn't said anything. I haven't seen her since Mother's Day, so probably. So <laughs> we're going to head up there on Saturday, and I'm going to talk to Jen about what she can use, and I sent a message to Cassie to ask her if she needs some stuff, and she's like, oh, yes, I need this and this. I'm like, okay, I'm getting some. So we're going to do an Oleo run on Saturday. Yay. But anyway, sorry I had to I had to throw that out there. It is
0: episode 209. It's one past our uh famous four-year um, mark. Four mark. Um I think our four-year mark is like in 2 days Is the official the calendar I can't like, remember something like that. Jess was being um grumpy about it last week. So we'll ask her when she gets on uh, tonight. Hopefully, everything's okay with the cake. I know she's having some cake emergencies. Some cake emergencies. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that needs to go in the show notes.
2: <laughs> so, you uh, checked your bees? So, check the bees. Good. So, when was it? So, okay. Well, we've had all the crappy weather, which I don't know. Maybe that's got something to do with it. So, Sunday... We actually had a break in the wind-slash-cold-weather typhoon funky. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go check we the We did not have a typhoon. We had some funky weather. Like, India crazy did. wind. India had a killer typhoon.
1: I know. I tried to tell you it was crazy wind. You just ignored me. I just
2: ignored you because I upgraded my phone, and it's not sending me any notifications. Because <laughs> you don't have a trampoline to bust through your fence this time? That's right. And if it lifted up my pool now, I think we'd all be dead. Uh, anyway, so I checked the bees, and I they're... Down about a third. About a third of them are not there. But is that like the winter bees finally dying off? Huh? That's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Because so if I were if I would have planted the bees a couple weeks ago, there's. Did
1: you say planted bees?
2: Planted yeah. the bees. That's how you grow bees. You plant them. Huh. Plant them. Water them a little bit. Get them sugar. Gotcha. They love it. I mean, so there's probably three times more than there would be. So it's still a big colony. So it's still a decent sized colony. But when I checked it, what was that three weeks ago before all
0: the weird weather? It was. But do you think? But do you think too? Like, I don't because I don't know. I'm not a biologist. um, (laughs) But do you think that maybe it is like some of it is like the size of how big that hive is and how little room they have for expansion left that maybe the queen slows down production of drones. It's possible because uh, they could just move. But that's a big hive. Like, that's a really big hive If if they would have swarmed, it would have been, like,
2: gone. They would be gone, gone. It wouldn't just be, like, a third of them gone. Yeah, it would have been, like, gone. And no, I didn't see the queen, but to be honest with you, I I think I saw the queen the day. Well, she's hard
0: to see, because you have to fucking pull all the bars apart and look. Well, and...
2: Where i know the i know the last of the winter bees are bees are dying off the winter bees are nearly as big as cuz
0: the they're fucking huge they're fat motherfuckers
2: yeah. so maybe maybe it's a transition maybe the cold weather killed off some maybe they're transitioning between the the fall winter bees into the spring summer bees all those things are possible but it
1: maybe they're not fewer bees maybe they just shed some weight
2: maybe but the honey production, the way it was going, has like stopped. So there's the same amount of honey that was in it before, but they haven't done any. So they're not making a bunch of new stuff beyond that. So I'm maybe they're shifting into baby making, and
0: I don't know. I, I know. guess we'll find out. That's, uh, that's only time will tell, right? Because you don't. Know, we were. We've told been told many times that you you don't actually do anything when you beekeep. You just Kind of observe, yeah. Basically, you give them a place to live and you kind of try to guide, but really, you don't have any control, right? So, and and there were, I mean, there weren't
2: dead bees all around, which when they got attacked a couple yeah. years ago, there was thousands of dead bees all around, so there wasn't that. If if they would have swarmed, they all would have been gone. So, uh, all I can do is just keep an eye on, I'll check them again
0: in another week or two and see where we're at. Murder hornets,
2: maybe
1: you should give them an extra marshmallow,
0: murder hornets. Murder Hornets. Those things are massive. Dude, I've seen a couple of those that people have caught now. Holy shit, they're f- freakishly large. Yeah. Very scary. Like, I would not want to see that in no. the wild. It's like, you know how there's like a regular fly, like a house fly, and then the horse fly, those and you're like, fatties. holy shit, the horse fly is scary? As mm-hmm. a fly, you're like, I don't want that thing on me, and they bite and they hurt. They buzz. But a murder hornet, it's bigger, and it's like a... That's like a double size hornet or a triple size hornet. They like borderline dragonfly size. No, my nose is all runny and like (laughs) I've been sneezing from that damn spicy Roman. Jesus, that was brutal. Got the Rona. Also, uh this weekend, uh had a long weekend. I took Friday off and we had Monday off. Um did not go anywhere. Take that back, I went to the super the Asian supermarket. Yeah. But I really didn't go anywhere. Like, that was about it. That was the extent of, of my outdoor activities. Um, well, out-of-the-house activities. I,
1: you you keep correcting yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, That's all right. Because I did spend a lot of time outdoor. Basically, all Saturday and Sunday I was outside. In the backyard. No,
1: just part of Sunday.
0: But uh, I was putting up lattice, which I thought was like, oh, I'll just knock this out in an afternoon. Fuck, that took a day and a half, a full day and a half to do. Cutting it, sizing it. Yeah, the, the framing was, was kind oh, of a yeah, pain in yeah, the yeah. ass and then cutting the lattice properly for, if anyone's been to my house, um, the add-ons that have been done were, <laughs> over the years, they've not all been um, <laughs> to code. Yeah, or, or proper, <laughs> like a lot of corners cut probably in some of them. Um, my garage lights are controlled by the same circuit that my uh, my garage lights, which are definitely add-ons, the fluorescent lights, Uh are on the same circuit as our master bathroom plug. And our porch light. <laughs> so, that tells you anything about how my house is... They got to the end, and they're just like, eh, we don't want to put in another circuit, just splice it. Yeah, even though there's plenty of fucking room. Um, But anyway, so I, I built the, the lattice thing. Uh, cutting that lattice on that angle was a pain in the ass. I actually... Looking forward to doing the whole thing in lattice now. Uh, having done that, I'm like, it can't be... Because this is just straight rectangle now. The right, the, the back way.
2: parts. So are we to just leave a door opening, and then, but, mm-hmm. but then cover in all the rest?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'll cover in that side over by the shed, for mm-hmm. sure. It's just the front. Where all the rose bushes are. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably lattice that up. It looks really good. Um, it's bowed a little bit. Um, I put way more screws in it than they recommended. <laughs> um, because... It takes a lot of wind where it's at, and also because all the videos and instructional[s] I saw putting up lattice were putting it up against a wooden frame that was one piece of lattice, oh, yeah. or up against the ground. That's not how mine is. <laughs> it's like free hanging kind of eight, eight feet of free hanging lattice, basically. So um, it's more than eight feet. No, it's eight feet tall.
1: Well, tall, but yeah, it's, it's 16 like sixteen feet, feet long. long,
0: right there, and eight feet tall. It does look good though. Yeah. As long as it keeps the dog out, that's uh, oh, right. the garden.
2: Well, garbage. and
1: we've wanted to, and like I said, when we had that tree there, when the sun would go down in the west, it would give us a little bit of shade oh, on yeah, the so porch. Oh, yeah,
2: that give you shade. But
1: when that, since that's been gone, we've had to have our table be clear at the other end because the person at the end, which is usually me because I'm fine to sit in the sun, it starts see, to get yeah. really hot.
0: It gets sunburned. Yeah, it's much better. It's much better now. So I'm pretty excited. to get some lights to put up on it.
1: Yeah, I want to get the light bulby lights. And oh, that's yeah. why we were we. So John has a handyman that he uses. We asked him if he does a little bit of electrical because we ran electrical when we did when we had the hot tub out there.
0: Oh yeah. So you've got. I've so got right. a 220 circuit that's got a breaker right there. Out of so
1: the back, we're so. thinking that if we get somebody out here that knows what he's doing, he can com- kind of convert that over. We can wire it up and then just use the breaker that's right there as a switch.
0: Then just run lights and all yeah. that be nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. So I think we're going to try that. Then when we can st- not have to be so socially distant, you can have barbecue and happy people I don't fucking care. i do it now. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't. We're only don't
1: being care. careful with people that want to be careful.
0: Yeah, if you want to be careful, uh, by all means, I'm not going to fault you for it. I just don't give a shit. I am, I am the worst kind of American at this point. <laughs> Amer- we'll talk about it. Uh, America's kind of failing at uh, COVID. Should we talk about COVID first? Let's do it. I'll we're tell- already, we're already going down that road. I don't know if it's Jess's favorite subject, to be honest. So it might be worth talking about, um, before she gets on the program. Um, I, I didn't want to talk about it a ton. Uh, I specifically wanted to talk about it because I was, I was reading a few articles. I'm trying to stay away from a lot of COVID news. So I'm, I'm glad the rest of the news that we're talking about is not really COVID related so much. Um, but I was reading some articles. Um, and really the, 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 because there's so much data now. Um, and the U.S. is about to hit a milestone. I don't know if we've hit it yet or not. Um, there's, I didn't print the articles because they're too long. Um, so you'll have to pull them up on your devices. Um, but uh, because the because the U.S. is about to hit 100,000, I was going to look and see if we cross that threshold yet. Um, it's going to happen. It's, it's just a matter of when because um, we're like. What are we at, like 980 something, 980,000 something? Yeah, let me look and see what the current total is uh, nearly a hundred thousand. I don't know. We'll hit it. We're just under it. Uh, we'll hit it in the next few days, probably based on current rates. Um, but I was curious, um, how that compares to other pandemics that have happened. So what the fuck? Oh my God. Hold on. (laughs) Open the first day you opened. I bet it's CNN. Hold on. Yep, fucking CNN. That was nice. Every time <laughs> CNN, dude, they <laughs> autoplay all their shit. It's the worst site. Um, so anyway, I wanted to compare it. So a lot of comparisons are, are made to flu. Like right? Spanish flu. So, um, right now, uh, the COVID 19 outbreak, um, where is. Uh, it was Business Insider did a really good article. Uh, so, and they were comparing COVID-19 to other pandemics. So they go back, like way back in time. So, smallpox. Uh, and they're saying basically like roughly 3,000 years of smallpox, 300 million people they think died from smallpox.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, who knows? It could be a lot more. We don't know how many indigenous people died uh, sure. to smallpox and that was a large killer of, of indigenous people. Eradicated finally in the late 70s, thanks to uh, immunizations, um, the Black Plague, Black Death uh, back in the Dark Ages. Now, they say from 1347 to 1351, history is a little shaky then, and there's a lot of evidence that suggests maybe the Dark Ages were a lot longer than we think, right. uh, than, than we actually anticipate. But that was massive, like 225 million plus people was like what a third of the world's population yeah, at time. that time. Yeah, that was significant. That, that's the and th- those are super estimated numbers, right? Because right. we don't really know. Um, the Spanish flu, which is one that we do have much better numbers. 1918 on. wasn't it? 1918 and 1919. And this is what's important to remember: is these pandemics don't. Just last a year most of the time. So when we're looking at COVID numbers, we have to keep that in mind. But the Spanish flu, 50 million people died. Which it's actually started in America. And, and the Spanish flu, um, so the, the Spanish flu, uh, in America, um, 675,000 people died in America, in, in the United States. Over the two, cause they
2: had two waves, right? They had the initial wave, then just like now, springtime, summertime. Yeah, then they had
0: another wave. And then the fall came and it came back again. So that was, that was, and they're going to expect that with COVID, uh, for a couple of years, they think, uh, until they can find a vaccine. Um, so that was the Spanish flu and that's the one a lot of people compare it to. Um, HIV, global pandemic since the early eighties, uh, still goes on.
1: Yeah, but I feel like HIV is different because you can't just sneeze on somebody and give them HIV.
0: But it is a global pandemic; it
1: does right. spread.
2: However,
0: when it first came out, nobody knew that. No one knew. If you remember, I know we were kids, but if well, you and remember. there's still—I mean, my gripe with blood donations: there's still a lot of panic and hysteria about HIV, even in blood donations. You can't give blood if you have homosexual sex—not ho- any homosexual sex, specifically male to male. If you get tattoos. That's mostly for hepatitis, but, um, but uh, that is they estimate anywhere between twenty three and a half to forty three point uh, eight million people million. have died to HIV and AIDS. Now that is of course over like forty years, basically, right? Um, cholera, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think about that, but a million and a half people have died of cholera, or, um, really, from eighteen ninety nine to nineteen twenty three. What about the swine flu that we had? Did- so we'll get there because okay. it's, it's not, uh, we're kind we're of working, close. we're working back from history gotcha, and, gotcha, gotcha. and seeing how these pandemics have gone. The Asian flu, uh, H2N2, which was back in, uh, the late fifties. So H2N2, the Asian flu, uh, 57 and 58, um, that killed worldwide, uh, just over a million people. Uh, in the U.S. specifically, 116,000 people died uh and then um just a few years later and um not a few years later fuck the hong kong flu was way later than that um no the, the hong kong flu was like 10 years later uh so that's h3n2 that was 68 through 70 that killed about a million people uh and the hong kong flu which they actually think was just a, su- a serious genetic mutation of the original uh asian flu or the hmm. singapore flu um that the hong kong flu um That was about 100,000 people in the U.S. Uh, So between uh, those in terms of numbers. So, but
1: what's the time span of that, though? Two years, 68 to 70. Okay. So we've almost had that much in six months. Yeah. Million people.
0: Uh, Well, okay. So we'll get there Um, because a million people haven't died. Um, Swine flu, which is the most recent one. that was what? 2008, Uh, 2009 and 2010. Nine and 10. Um, estimated between 151 and 575 million. So those numbers, those big ranged estimates of, of those flu are because there's a whole bunch, the, the closer we get to current history, we start to attribute deaths more appropriately. You die to the swine flu. And one thing that's been kind of clear across the whole thing is it's people over 65. The vast majority of people that have died from these pandemics across, uh, the globe. They're over the age of 65. Now, swine flu was in particularly different, H1N1, because, um, 80% of the deaths, uh, so anywhere between, again, 151 to 575,000 worldwide, uh, they estimate about 80% of those deaths were people younger than 65. Typically, uh, you know, seasonal influenza, 70 to 90% of deaths are people over 65. So the swine flu was quite a bit different in, in how it killed. Now, coronavirus, so there's a couple more I'm going to talk about first. Ebola, uh, which is still out there. Um, It's mostly contained, right? But the Ebola outbreak of like 2014, 2015, 2016, 11,000 people. MERS, so the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, uh, or, or the one that they think came from camels, 866 people. That's been going on since 2012. There's still no vaccine. SARS, which is what coronavirus is, is a type of SARS virus. But the original SARS back did in did you say eight hundred and
1: sixty-six people? Yes, that's so, all that's killed. Yeah,
0: and SARS, SARS, the original SARS, seven hundred and seventy-four people. COVID, uh, COVID nineteen, which is also a SARS virus, just like MERS and SARS. Uh, so started really, they think probably sometime at the end of twenty nineteen, which is why it's called COVID nineteen. Um, 333,000 people so far dead. Now, that number is really questionable to me because when we talked about it, like everything counts as a COVID death, right? And to be fair, sometimes that's attributable. Um, In the U S we're close to a hundred thousand people. That's in the first six months of this disease. It's going to stay around for at least another year, probably two before we have any kind of reliable vaccination. So that number will go up. I don't know how much I don't know if it's going to double if it's going to triple, but it's definitely it's definitely a a, a pandemic It's right. on the same level as these giant flus. It's nowhere near the level of some of the actual like global killer pandemics that we've had across centuries. So uh, one thing that I've thought about there's a whole lot more people in the world.
2: So, just and they're closer together. Playing playing the game of percentages, you're you're gonna have more, but but it'd be interesting to see a comparison. So, hundred thousand now, but what would be nice to
1: know was was. The black plague 10% and is this right.
0: 20%? Well, it's a little
1: tougher to tell when you get to like the black plague because of when it was. Yeah. Um, but well, I know, but I get what Jeremy's saying yeah, because just- like if you eat a pound of food and I eat a pound of food, it's going to be different because you're bigger than I am. So you call me fat. <laughs> no, I just said you're bigger. Jeremy's bigger than I am too. The point is like a percentage is an easier way to really see how many people it's affecting and also time span like you said like we're only what six well, maybe six nine months. months into this yeah i right. doubt it's even nine, Cause a
2: hundred thousand people to die in today's day and age with whatever isn't that 7 much billion when people in the world.
1: there's so many people well so
0: i didn't list um the flu season from uh 2017 i think was the biggest one we've had in a long time uh, in the U.S., so this is according to the CDC, in the U.S., 61,000 people died in the 2017-2018 flu season, so just two years ago. Um, that's a really high number for flu. We're typically between twenty and 50,000, and sometimes lower, sometimes slightly higher, but even 50 is high. Looking back over the last uh, 10 years... Um, so 2010 was 37, 2011, 12, 2012, 43, 2013, 38. 2014, we spiked to 51, went back down to 23, 38, then that spike up to 61. So 25 then, to 30,000 on average, it sounds like. Yeah, from, from seasonal flu. From seasonal so this flu. is definitely worse than seasonal flu by a lot. Right. Right, like even the worst. Now, the to be clear, Spanish flu was just a seasonal flu. But it was back in 1918. Um, swine flu was a little different. It wasn't the typical influenza virus. It was an addition. Um, and I think that's part of what messed coronavirus because the, the COVID-19 has very similar symptoms to flu, to right. influenza. And there are a lot of people that get flu symptoms and fully recover. I would never go to the hospital if I had the flu unless it was like seriously fucking me up. Right. And I've had the flu and the flu sucks, but you know, it's the flu. You feel like shit. You're achy. You're, you know, you're, you're feverish. Uh, and you just sleep as much as you can. And sometimes you end up throwing up because of the flu. Uh, and other times you don't, but you feel shitty for several days and you get over it and you get on with life. And that was what I had over, over New Year's. I know I've already talked about
2: it a couple times on the podcast. I won't go down that road again, but yeah, I wouldn't have ever even thought to go to the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it was crappy but yeah.
0: And the symptoms of coronavirus for most people aren't that much different. So to kind of give you an idea too that big flu season that we had um because the CDC keeps keeps uh data they they run estimates on sympt- symptomatic medical visit and hospitalization for each of these things. And so once you get to medical visits and hospital visits, um the numbers become very much real because they're pulled out of like codified data essentially. So in that, that six, this is where 61,000 people died. They estimate 45 million people were infected, uh, and symptomatic, not just infected, but symptomatic, that 21 million people sought medical attention and that 810,000 of them went to the hospital. So, so that's, I mean, that's pretty significant. I don't know. I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it and how it compares to other pandemics because I know I say I don't give a shit. It is a pandemic. It is something that we should pay attention to. I think what we've done to battle it is the wrong thing to do. I think destroying the economy and look, I'm, I'm not ever going to say we should put lives or the economy before lives, but I think there's a level where when you do so much damage economically to a country, to the world, um, you're going to create a situation where you do more harm than if you would have let the people die that would normally die because you will have more people die from extreme poverty, from, from, from job loss, from things like that, than would have died from the pandemic potentially. And that's hard to gauge because who knows, right? Yeah. We're dealing with two completely unknown trajectories. And so it's a matter of choosing what you think is right. Um So, like I said, I try to be cautious when I go out for other people. I wear a mask when I'm out in public. I wear a mask when I have to go to my office. Um, but I still spend time with my friends. I still live my life. I'm, I'm very conscious of, you know, when I go to the store, I don't go to the store every day. I used to go to the store on the way home <laughs> to pick up stuff to make dinner because yeah. I like using fresh things. Um, I don't do that right now.
2: Or the same way we try to limit it to one to two
0: shopping trips a week. Yeah. I try to go once a week. Uh, I tried once every two weeks and I almost made it, but, uh, once a week really is what I try to, to, to strive for. And I try to combine all my trips. So if I'm going to go out, I do everything the same day, um, in, in an effort to limit my exposure and everyone else's exposure, because I understand that, you know, what I do definitely affects those other people. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not one size fits all. What works in Italy right. doesn't work in New York, doesn't necessarily work in Utah. Right? And so
1: I think our government has done a better job than most. Our Utah government. I think so. I think they've done a better job at recognizing
0: where Utah is, um, giving local municipalities a little bit more control. Um, and, and how Utah is, and I think we've done a much better job here. I still think the knee-jerk reaction to close everything down for a month and a half was really, really devastating, and I think we're going to see those effects for a long time. So that's all we'll say about that. All right. Uh, Jess is with us now. Finally. Jess, you made it. Hooray.
1: Yeah.
0: Emergency averted? Or oh, yeah. Handled?
3: Was it got mischief managed? Yeah, there you go. Definitely no mischief.
0: Did you need an incident management? Go
3: ahead. Mischief eludes fun. True. Did
0: did you have an incident management vehicle come to your house? We saw... There was an
3: incident management
1: vehicle, trailer, and truck all driving down the road.
0: Whoa. I
1: know. That's that's
0: heavy. Just before five. (laughs) There was a bunch of uh, motorbikes doing a big ride behind my house this weekend. Oh, they're so, so loud. 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 Yeah. yeah, they're very loud. I like watching them though. If I can, if I can catch them, because I can see them just playing his day out of the kitchen window. So, um, how was your weekend, Jess? It was long. Uh,
3: it was probably not busy. <laughs> yeah, I ended up taking a vacation day yesterday. So I had some stuff to do. It was kind of a Bust, but the rest of the weekend was good.
2: <laughs> that's good. What did you do, Jess?
3: Um, I went to went on an adventure to a place called the Devil's Playground.
0: Oh and it's not a strip bar, right? No, no, no.
3: <laughs> no it is literally all... in the middle of nowhere, northern northwest Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know where that's at. It uh it has three entrances and we missed the first two. Uh, <laughs> it, actually, it actually worked out in our favor um, going in the back way. I actually would go in that way every time. I think it's like um, a pain in the
0: ass to get to though, right? Because it's like because you have to like go. You can't around even the, see like,
3: it the road like at all. Like they're, it's so enclosed in the hills that yeah, you, you can basically see from either the have
0: to go to Idaho or to Nevada and cut back in, don't you?
3: No, you can. You just go through Tremonton. So you take um, 84 um, to 30. Yeah. Uh, and and that's then. That's basically
0: Idaho, by the way. That's like five miles from the Idaho Well, border.
3: We, we did go to Idaho. We went up to Malad and visited. Um, Kelly had his shop open again. Oh,
2: yeah, um, that's from right.
3: Malad again. Uh- how then, did his
2: first one do? Did he say, did he do
3: pretty he good? It, yeah, he said it went really well. Good. So we came down through like middle of nowhere, Idaho, and we drove through a town actually, but I was like, I wonder how this town got its name. And actually it was my great great grandfather that the town is named after. So.
0: Oh really? <laughs> That's cool.
3: Yeah, it's was really cool.
0: Isn't <laughs> Dennis Playground was- like a bunch of like sand sculptures and shit?
3: No, it's all—it's called marbleite or um, granite, granite, something. Hold on, and I'll tell you. I can't explain it as well as the Utah Geological Society does, but it's pretty much amazing. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's not like I'm sure if you cut into the granite, it would be like your granite countertops. But the outside of it is like really crumbly, um, and like. Uh, they, it's like 35 million years old <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and these, these rocks like over time there ha- has like the physical and chemical wearing of them have created just these incredible shapes like you feel like on another planet it's i mean I know Southern Utah is cool, but this is like nothing else in Utah. This is amazing. Uh, Like I saw pictures of it when my friend and I decided to go on our adventure. But like when you're there, you're just like, this is unreal. And we had the whole, there's, it's like, I think it's 10 square miles. So it's like 200 acres of land and, the one area that has the most of them, we were in there by ourselves for probably two hours before anybody else wow. came in. It was probably a good mile or so long. Like, is that one know. of those
2: areas where they've been doing that Mars trial stuff, or no? Am I thinking the wrong area? No,
3: I think that's I think that's like further like out, deserty, gotcha. like Dougwick, deserty, or further south. I don't yeah. know though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so not so it just much was the like, Great
0: Salt Lake Desert, but like the the South Dugway, west
3: like West Desert, Sandus. yeah, yeah. And it was like we would have the the Sun Tunnels. Um, that yeah, I was, was gonna
0: say they're like, right out there, right?
3: Ish, right they're, they're they're another thirty minutes west. <laughs>
0: I well, went that far but out you, there. Like, literally, if you look, the only way to get there, I you know. have to go around the Great Salt Lake, either from the uh, – you have to go way out west past yes. it and come back around, or you have to go way north above it and come down. Right. And there's right. really nothing else out there.
3: No, hmm. there isn't. There's not amenities. Um, there were, like, fifth wheelers out there, but they – like, there's nothing. If you were at a camp, you're, like, peeing in a tree like you do. <laughs> Which we did, but um,
0: it's It's just like,
3: (laughs) like, it just was so awesome. And I think we went on like a really perfect day because it was, it snowed on the mountains here. I don't know if you've already talked about that on Saturday and it was raining, but by the time that we got there, it was just cloudy. It was a bit windy. So we're like, if you could see my face, it's like all red from the sun and from Windburn. (laughs) But It was, it was so cool. We went to, besides just to see it, to also Rock Hound, um, we had a little bit of luck, but there were just, there's these, I don't even know how to, the best way I can explain it, if you look at these rocks, it looks like somebody took these rocks apart and glued little tiny rocks perfectly to create a line and then like glued them back together, but they didn't. That's just how these rocks grew like in magma. Like it was incredible
1: liquid hot magma magma it's probably like bubbles or something so it's on the
0: utah so, side though right it's, yeah, part it's of in utah. Utah. Yeah. it's in yeah. the it's, it's in the northwestern corner of utah where literally nothing exists <laughs> yeah
3: it's literally yeah it is it's nothing and it's all like animals up. don't even live there no that's not true we did see some cute lizards we saw a skink and we saw a western fence lizard and we saw
0: coyotes and and bunnies we had
3: a hawk circling us because she didn't want us to take pictures of her nest and we saw some wild um parakeets um but we didn't (laughs) i was terrified of rattlesnakes like the whole time i was just like oh i was so scared because there's a lot out there but we didn't see any fortunately
0: (laughs) just carry a big stick Seriously, that's... lack the them. No, you, you, you push them back. Because, oh. I mean, they strike pretty far, but you can... Yeah. And honestly, rattlesnakes, unless you fucking step on them, they're not going to get you.
3: Well, and it would be real. It actually would be pretty easy, too, through some of the stuff that you walk through here. Like, we were in, like, almost as tall as me sagebrush. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Jeez. It it. So, yeah. It would have been very easy to step on one, but we were careful, so...
0: That sounds like fun. That's cool. I don't
3: remember what else I did.
0: <laughs> <What is this laughs> I mean, that's pretty memorable. Did you eat ramen that was so spicy, your fucking lips lit up on fire?
3: Did what? Because
0: <laughs> I did that. I had some spicy ramen <laughs> earlier. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I was ramen? Weekend.
3: Yeah, like, spicy no, like, ramen?
1: Yeah. Spicy ramen? Super spicy ramen.
3: Like 8,000 Skullville ramen. We did go to Sills in Layton, which is like a little trucker breakfast like place. Yeah. We, that we was pretty a, good.
0: Mark and Brandy live up right by Sills, and we go to Sills all the time when we go visit them.
3: They must live by my friend then.
0: But yeah, they, they live yeah. right on Main Street in Layton.
1: They live kind of behind the one of the car dealerships that's there, by the freeway.
0: in that little neighborhood that didn't get eaten by I-15. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> there's like 10
1: or 15 houses. Uh, right. By Winco. It's across from the liquor store. Yeah,
0: yeah, right by Winco over there. Yep. Yeah, so she knows where it's at. Yep. But yeah, we like seals. Yes, uh,
1: this my first time.
0: Yeah, it's a great... Dude, the place is fucking busy as shit for breakfast. Well, that's where
1: freaking Josh got butter all over everybody because he, <laughs> like, I don't know. He was having some sort of a butter fit. It's on my... Got on my purse, on his shirt, and Carissa. butter fit. Butterfill had a butter fit. <laughs> butter a butter fit.
0: Hey, do we have any events going on, Jess, as Utah is opening up?
3: I'm going to be honest with you with the ridiculous 24 hours that I've had. I didn't even have a chance to look at our show notes. I had a chance to like look at our person of the month, but that was it.
0: That, that is okay. That is okay. I'm sorry. Um, I no, no, you're fine. You're you fine. All. So I can't tell you Lagoon is open. Um, which Do you
3: is, have to make you But yep. like, And my friends went. So did
0: mine. Here's my thought. Uh, I want to make a reservation and go to Lagoon because they're operating at fifteen percent.
1: That she said that they did a really good job of sanitizing too. Like they sanitized everything, they had sanitizer everywhere, and they were shutting down rides regularly to like Clean re-sanitize them. a whole ride. And this
0: is this is the thing. 15%. Of, could you imagine going to Lagoon when there's only 15% of the normal? I've only low? been there when your armpit to armpit and can't breathe. When, when you're close to capacity, I always right? go there
1: on Sundays and there's not as many people. Yeah, <laughs> but still,
0: even Sundays is still probably like 70% of capacity. 15%. That is nobody. That is walking around the park and jumping right on rides.
2: Right. Except awesome. for
1: that, she said, because of the sanitary stuff, it, it does still take a second or two.
2: So I do have an event that actually just showed up in
0: my timeline. No, you don't get to
1: do events. I don't? Will you send it to Jess? So she, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> okay. uh, that actually would be awesome.
0: <laughs> so this Saturday,
2: May 30th at 10 p.m., Riverton, South Jordan, West Jordan are doing a fireworks show. Uh, as a frontline salute to all the frontline workers. Uh,
3: and it's also for graduation, too. I,
2: and for graduation. It'll be a 15 minute show, and you should be able to see it from any of those cities. I'm looking really quick for where it's.
3: And coming. I'll tell you, while you're looking, people who are losing their mind that they could be spending this money elsewhere, the company that makes the fireworks is local and have decided to put this on. So calm your tits.
1: So they can do whatever they want. <laughs>
2: Calm your tits. I'm writing that in the It show just notes. says the size of the fireworks shore will be Calm substantial, your... and the majority of residents of all four cities should be able to see them from their homes. Yes, we'll go out on the
0: roof tomorrow. Maybe. Saturday. Saturday. Not, not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, you I mean, you know. could do it tomorrow, too, if you wanted.
0: <laughs> I looked from, from your office's window onto the deck roof, and there's a big pile of bird shit. I was like, I want to go out there and wash it off, even though no one will ever see it.
1: Yeah, there's... There was a, there was bird poop on the window and then we had the really big, big rainstorm that washed it off. Well, that's good for well, an I
3: do, but well, kind of, it's not an event yet, but there are chatterings <laughs> of the, um, downtown farmers markets. As soon as I have more information, I can give it. All I know is projected date is June 13th. Um, oh, that's happen. close. They will – it's going to be really different than what we're all used to. Um, My understanding, they'll be, like, regulating traffic as far as, like, going in and going out. So I don't know if that means you enter on the east side and you exit on the west side. I don't know. They've also eliminated art artists um, and are keeping it to food. I don't know if that includes food trucks. So instead of giving – false information i'll just wait until there's more
0: but i'm excited because i really want local produce i know well the cherry season's about over isn't it
1: shut up you well (laughs)
0: it's not no, because it's been a relatively mild spring. So maybe. So it might, like last year, cherry season lasted into like fucking the end of June because it was such I bet a it lasts spring. into June too, for but, sure. Yeah, cherries don't have the kind of shelf life that right. other fruit does. Like apples and things like that, you can shove in cold storage and they'll keep for a long time. But, cherries will just rot. Yeah, cherries don't don't last that long. They're
1: actually good, like right on the verge of being rotten. They're super sweet.
0: So I, I, I've been trying to watch, too, because Harman's carries a lot of s- local stuff. Um, but uh, And I don't want to drive to Santa Quinn, Jess, even though. Do <laughs> you want
3: me to drive for you? I'll go down.
0: Oh, hell yeah. If you want to buy, like, two pounds of cherries or t- 10 pounds of cherries, we'll eat them.
3: I tried sparingly.
1: Yeah, 10 pounds. Oh, dude, I could probably eat a whole pound just (sighs) sitting there. Let me tell
0: you, if we got 10 pounds of cherries, Brie wouldn't shit right for at least a week.
1: (laughs) And I'd be so happy about it.
0: Cherries fuck up your digestive system hardcore.
1: (laughs) But I eat them until I'm sick because I love them. They're so good. Yes.
0: I do like fresh cherries. I'm going to make cherry pie out of cherries maybe.
1: I can go through, I can probably go through like, 30 cherries and not even think about it.
0: And we have really good local cherry producers here. So, all right. um, So let's talk. uh, Let's do a little bit of news, um, some happy news. Jess, we talked about all the sad COVID stuff before you got here. Um It wasn't
1: Perfect. sad. Thank
2: Just you. a
0: compar- comparative. Co- uh, see, I knew.
1: I knew that she would be
0: happy with
2: that decision. <laughs> we could do so. our calendar. We haven't done our calendar forever. Yeah, we could okay, do our calendar. Okay, let's get our calendar. Let, let last, calendar. Last
1: week of the calendar. So we do have events.
0: We have <laughs> do, do, do. stand-in events.
1: Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Is that
0: our new events? I do know.
1: <laughs> I won't remember
0: it next week. You need week. to sing it next week. You need to make one up for Jess next week.
1: <laughs> make- <laughs> Jeremy always
0: does the calendar. Make up a calendar song. No. Events theme song.
2: Oh, an, oh, an events, events
1: theme, theme song. song.
0: So today's
2: the 26th. You want me to actually yeah, do something that.
1: in preparation skip of that? the? Skip the 26th,
2: because You want no me to do something
1: in preparation for the. I'll this skip podcast. it, but
2: it's it's blueberry cheesecake thing, but I'll skip it.
0: You know <gasps> oh, why you have gosh, to skip that's... it? Because it's too fucking late for me to have blueberry cheesecake. <laughs> Chris
1: made blueberry ice cream for our friend, though, and oh, it's so creamily delicious. It's gone now. I need my old man glasses. All right.
2: So the 27th, we have... Cellophane tape day. <laughs> <laughs> what cellophane tape? Grape popsicle day. I don't like grape
0: popsicles. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I love grape. Are you mm. fucking communist? Yeah, I
2: must be. I like cherry popsicles, but I never, goddamn uh, Republican. Oh no. Okay, senior health and fitness day. Okay, the twenty eighth brisket
0: day.
1: <gasps> we already had a brisket though.
0: And
2: hamburger no, day. We
1: did not have
0: brisket. We had a roast. No, has. We had a
1: brisket two weeks ago.
0: No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. From where? Oh no, we had pulled pork. So Harmons has brisket, like full packer briskets, on for five ninety nine. Maybe that's why. Because I know it's brisket. I days need to. I was thinking up. about getting one. Now I feel like I have to. You must. I, I can try and smoke a brisket for maybe Saturday. Yeah, that's a good it idea. Should
2: okay. So I think that's. I'm not. What does that say? Coca Coca-vi. day. Coca Coca vine. Coca knew what dish.
1: it was supposed to be, but I can't oh, I shit. remember. How
2: much do they want me to cook this week? Heat awareness day, which is good because it's supposed to be like 97 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, that's gonna be heat so awareness and paperclip day. That's everybody. <gasps> I love paper clips. You
1: know, I have really cool <laughs> paper clips. I have what? like Star Trek <laughs> paper clips and I have kitty paper clips. Why would you say that's everyone's favorite day, Jeremy? It's my favorite day. Uh, I love paper clips. Okay, Saturday's Creativity Day. Well, that's not my day.
2: Hole in my bucket day.
1: There's a hole in your bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Loomis day. Loomis?
2: Yeah, Loomis.
1: But, mint julep day. What's in a mint julep besides mint, mint julep? rum, sugar. Oh, uh, I don't like rum. I like mint that's juleps. Pretty, and a little bit of soda water.
0: <laughs> water a flower day.
1: I don't believe in doing that.
0: I water dandelions.
2: Okay, so Sunday's got a lot going on. An anonymous uh, autonomous vehicle day. Autonomous vehicle. That's what it says. Macaroon day. Is that <gasps> macaroon or macaron? Macaroon. Well, which is
1: ma- it? That's
2: macaroon. Macaroon. That's, co- that's the that's the coconut cookie. Yeah.
1: That's the kind that Heather made the other day. That for well, it wasn't the other day. It was like Halloween. but It was Cake. really
0: good. It's like fucking six months ago. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They were nec- good.
2: Nectarizing Facilities Awareness Day They're just making crap up
3: What the hell
2: That's Nectarizing Nectarizing Facilities. Did Jeremy have to
3: take his
1: Put his glasses on to you take gotta, uh, nec- Necrotizing, Necrotizing fasciitis, fasciitis Awareness, oh. awareness <laughs> Day That's like when your skin rots
2: <laughs> I can't read
0: <laughs> nectarizing facility is what you got on, out of nec- necrotizing you fasciitis.
2: Maybe I got the wrong glasses.
0: <laughs> what did I'm just trying to think of what a nectarizing facility is. Is that where idea. they they juice like?
1: I was thinking like bees. Or well, something. I was thinking
0: like you know how you can get like Hanson makes like apricot nectar. Oh, which is really good if you have morning sickness. Like I was thinking like, like <laughs> a facility kidding. that
2: made. Apricot nectar. Maybe. I'm writing that down. Nectarizing facilities. Nectarizing facilities. facilities. Uh, <laughs> save your hearing day. Oh, mine's gone already. Too late. Smile day. What if I don't want to smile? Speak in sentences day. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> fucking Chris, Trump is out.
1: Chris has a hard time with and speaking in sentences believe, this, believe
2: it or not, it's Utah day. What? <gasps> Oh, my gosh, so the 31st. May 31st? 31st is Utah Day. And okay, now
1: he has to turn the page because we got so be to switch to June. Month,
2: he's, he's just going to put it up as June now. I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> um, go Barefoot Day. So this is next Monday.
1: That's hazelnut, Jeremy. Yeah. Hazelnut. <laughs> yes, hazelnut.
2: Go Hazelnut Day. Heimlich Maneuver there. Day, because when you're eating that hazelnut cake. Nail polish day. Yeah, it's for polishing your nails after you get the Heimlich. <laughs> Pen Pal Day, so write a letter. No. Say something nice day. And World Reef Awareness Day. Uh that second to last one's really hard. (laughs) Say something nice day. (laughs) That's next Tuesday, right? That's next Monday. All you have to do is
1: just can't wait to talk to you. So next Tuesday
2: and then we'll be done. Bubba Day.
1: Bubba Bubba Day? day.
2: Leaving the office early day. That's next. If I bring you guys Bubba Gum on Tuesday. (laughs) Rocky Road Day. Okay, you guys want some homemade Rocky Road ice cream? Sure. And rotisserie chicken day, so we can get dinner. Stop by
1: Sam's Club. Sam's Club Club rotisserie chicken's the bomb. And there you have it. There's our day of's. All right, that was the events. Necrotizing fasciitis. No,
0: nectarizing facility.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think Jeremy needs to check his reading glasses.
0: I think Jeremy needs to learn how to read. (laughs) I don't think it's his glasses
2: No, Jeremy
1: just has trouble spelling, and now we know why.
2: (laughs) Because I can't see. (laughs) I'm getting old. All right, let's talk about
0: some...
1: some... I like how you put yours on and I take mine off, though. Uh (laughs) Let's talk about some interesting
0: Utah news. Um, So this just came out uh, today, I think, right? The boat thing? Yesterday. Yeah. So uh, on the Great Salt Lake, um, they found a... A capsized boat um, that they think was in the sand of the Great Salt Lake for over a hundred years. I bet you it was the whaling boat. Yeah, <gasps> where they they deposited the whales. Yes.
1: Maybe there's dead whale um, bodies in
0: it. But it's it's from the it's from the crazy windstorm that we had. Um, oh. It, turned it basically it up. turned up enough of the sand that this boat became visible. Um. So that's just fucking bonkers, right, that they're able to... I mean, I I keep remembering that the Great Salt Lake is only an average depth of 30 feet. Yeah. Like, that's not very much for a boat to sink. Like, where the fuck does it go? Well, and it's receded. 30 feet's deep for me. Over the last 100 years, though, it's receded quite a bit. A ton, yeah.
2: It would have been deeper
0: at the time, but still. Yeah. Well, and where it was at was probably in the sand close to the shore. And it got blown off and, you know, the sand blew it. that's kind of cool to see a hundred year old shipwreck come out of the the sand like that. Um, also, uh, so we talked about this a little bit during the legislative session. Um, Utah, um, had put into place, uh, HB 207, um, last session that basically, uh, Norm Thurston, who, you know, I'm not a huge Republican fan, but that dude's a, a smart guy and he does a lot, uh, for patient rights. Um, and, um, so Utah has kind of started embarking on this campaign to regulate drug prices quite a bit. Uh, and, um, diabetes in particular, insulin has become a, a hot topic. Um, a lot like EpiPens, for example, uh, insulin prices just because drug manufacturers are cock suckers. Um, not good ones either, like cock eaters, basically. Uh-huh. um, they, uh, a vial of insulin was 20 bucks back in 2002. That same exact vial of insulin, $350 today. And it's synthetic, so it's man-made. So it's not like they're out trumps well, through the and, rainforest and, to and, find not spe- like it's helium. special ingredients. Well, and that's just it. Like the cost of the goods to make it, the raw materials to make it, haven't really gone up. It's just 100% greed from drug companies. So, um, you know... Basically, what that's created is a situ- situation where type like type one diabetics that are insulin dependent, um, they ration their insulin. I have someone that I work with that they ration insulin, so they get close to running out of insulin, and they start like sucking it out of like an insulin pump, um, or taking F- epipens or not epipens, but the the insulin pens that they they get, and like draining the pens into other things so that they can use the insulin as it's before it expires quote unquote. Hmm. Um, it's, it's been a big giant pain in the ass. So anyway, the, the legislative, uh, the legislature, um, passed a bill, uh, to basically subsidize the cost. And basically the state's going to buy insulin at a cheaper rate and then subsidize the cost to people here in the state. Um, and because of COVID-19, um, they're working on rolling this out sooner, which is really, really good news. Um, so, I mean, like um, Thurston was talking about this and basically like a normal supply of insulin for people, uh, they're paying upwards of $1,500 a month right now for a month's supply of insulin. That's just absolutely obsc- obscene.
1: Well, this program might help drop it to four or $500 a month. So, while well, that's still insane.
3: I have a lot of friends and family that are diabetic and it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I only
1: know one person who's diabetic that requires insulin. So some of the big things that are happening,
0: the copay for insulin is capped at $30 a month. So it doesn't matter what insurance you have. They cannot, insurance companies cannot require you to pay more than $30.
1: That's not true because there are some insurances that you don't have a copay, you pay a percentage.
0: But that's also the copay.
1: No, it's a percentage. And then once you reach the end of that percentage and it, other things kick in, but, but yeah. That would be an h s a and what they 're saying is you cannot allow a no because they 're saying right here it could cost four hundred to five hundred dollars a month that 's more than thirty dollars
0: thirty dollars a prescription, so these people aren't getting a month's supply at once, a lot of times they're getting it like once a week or more frequent than that Oh, so, so
2: getting it
1: that's still a hundred
0: dollars yeah, but your co-pay, a week your copay is thirty dollars is the, the cap that 's what the bill's setting it at.
2: Well, and there's there's definitely people who don't have a choice. They have to have it to live. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's... Well, it's just like an EpiPen. Like, there are people that need to carry those around in case they get stung by a bee or accidentally eat something, that you know, because they don't know that it's in there or whatever. And those EpiPens are super expensive and then they expire and then there's nothing you can do about it. Well, and
0: it's stupid because they didn't used to be. It was like within the last four or five years that all of these drug manufacturers, because they could, jacked up the prices to obscene dollar values. Uh, and people have been forced to pay them because there's no other producers. They're all in like league with each other. I, I could go on a long diatribe about fucking uh, PBMs, um, basically, the. the pharmacy management game that goes on. Uh, and it's not necessarily the pharmacy's faults, by the way. It's insurance and big pharma, meaning the drug manufacturers, uh, and these these group policies that they have for distribution. Um, that's what's really fucking the cost of drugs in this country. It's absolutely insane. Uh, so this was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, I told Bree on uh, – On Friday uh, was when I went out and did my little adventure to Chinatown um, to get the mouth uh, (laughs) Inferno spicy chicken ramen that I could
3: (gasps) Did you get the one in the red container?
1: Yeah. And it says 2X spicy.
3: Uh, I totally was debating getting that, but I didn't.
1: Yeah, it will fuck you up. Don't do it. (laughs) If if you really want to try it. Well, you can try some of ours. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll give you a pack. Come, come by the house next week. I'll make some for you. Um, you won't
3: buy the house. Like, we're not going to podcast next.
0: Yeah, week. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Just come by. <laughs> I'll make you some ramen for dinner, and you can you throw up because it's so hot. It's not it might that hot. Be
3: another emergency.
0: <laughs> um, it's like it's like a really spicy hot wing hot, where like you're like, okay, I need like blue cheese or something to cool this shit off.
3: Nice, but
0: there's no blue cheese. <laughs> It's just fire in your mouth. And there's there is flavor. <laughs> and but it's he re- too much refused fire. to drink any milk. No, it's gross. Milk's disgusting. Blue cheese only.
1: It's gross.
0: Um so anyway, I was reminded on that that day when I was driving home and I told Bree when I got home, I fucking will will try to remember to never drive on Memorial Day weekend again because that's typically like one of the first weekends that everyone takes their campers out. Yep. No different this year. Like mass exodus out of our neighborhood. Uh, yeah, everywhere. Like I camper's, wish I had a trailer. campers gone. Like everyone's taking their fifth wheels, and none of them remember how to drive with them. And like there was a there was a truck with a fifth wheel that was in two lanes and like swerving between basically three lanes uh, <laughs> to the point like semis, tractor trailer semis. We're getting two lanes away from him so that they wouldn't be around him as he was swerving around lanes, like completely out of control, going 70 miles an hour on I 15. Like, what? You have no business pulling a fucking trailer, you (laughs) moron. I actually think for some of those fifth wheels, they should require a CDL. Some of those massive ones. Well, I mean, when you've got a
1: trailer, they should at least require. Or at least they should require, like, an equalized, like, the proper equipment to. When you've got a 30 foot trailer. That's a
0: serious thing to be towing. And a boat behind it. And I don't know how long they are. A jeep. Well, that's the worst when you see like the fucking motorhome with a boat and then a vehicle like behind it.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Usually those people are not driving that badly. No. It's the trailer
0: people. It's the dudes with the jacked up trucks without the properly raised suspension. Chris
1: and I have decided when we retire, we're probably going to like do something like that. But that's just like... Uh,
0: so anyway, um, and part of that getting outdoors is a lot of people go hiking. We didn't take our traditional hike this year, this weekend, because we were busy and forgot. Um, but that might have been a good thing, because <laughs> apparently uh, if you hike during COVID season, you're fucking dumb. You're going to fall. Can't you start fall. coughing
1: so bad you fall off the
0: like, mountain. It's just crazy. From St. George all the way up into Salt Lake County, um, there were tons of people like Okay, in St. George, there are a whole bunch of mountain bikers. Five calls in a day, um, including someone that died.
3: Stewart Falls had three. Three yeah, just people yesterday. in 30 minutes. In 30 <laughs> minutes. Which I've Bowl. done that hike, and I, yeah, I don't know. How I can they see go. how.
0: I can see how you fell. You're trying to get the perfect picture and you fucking yes. fall
1: off the waterfall. How weird is this, though? A 43-year-old woman visiting from Hawaii fell and broke her leg and a nine-year-old boy also visiting from Hawaii, but unrelated to the 43-year-old woman and a 19-year-old used to, uh, Utah student. That's getting so. too close to the edge and falling. That's
0: like hanging off Angel's Landing and falling and dying. Because like, everybody's trying to get their Instagram pictures. It is, dude. It's totally people taking pictures. It's dumbasses taking pictures. And then in Towilla they had to rescue a dude from New Mexico because he got fucking lost out in Tooele on Desert Peak Trail. <laughs> like this, it's it's insane. Like it's the first like outdoorsy weekend of the year, and everyone everyone needed help because they're all idiots. Oh man, I could not believe
2: that when I read and all those stories. The, the guy from Tooele that got lost in Tooele, they told him they would come find him in the morning. they didn't have to sleep tonight, so he checked in every hour, but his phone finally died at five a.m. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to keep calling once an hour to make sure they're still coming. Hey, I'm still out here. Yeah, Yeah, we know. (laughs) Yeah, we know, dude. We're not coming until the morning. We can't find you at night. Okay. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, just so you know. And, like, he doesn't think, like, maybe he should save his battery on his phone, like, turn it off until, like, you know, it's light and they're going to be looking for him so he can say this is what I can see from where I'm at.
1: I can see you. I can see you. Can you see me?
0: So what are you wearing?
1: Jackies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your mom goes to college.
1: <laughs> so the Facebook post from Washington County Sheriff's Search and Rescue, five call-outs already today. Two of them came in only seven minutes apart. Then two others came in only four minutes apart. The day is not over yet.
0: Yeah, and I think there was more to that story. Um, I don't know what the grand total was down in St. George, but – and that's – St. George is really popular for mountain bikers, and there's a lot of trails for mountain bikers out there. And I think people just – again, people are just dumb. They don't think like, well, I'm just going to fucking do whatever I want, and then I get
1: lost or I fall off a 40-foot cliff. It it really is because people are looking at their phones, I think, 90% of the time.
0: All right. It's that time of the show. There's no guest because it's the last one of the month. Episode 209 uh, is brought to you by the Utah State Gun. <laughs> uh, it's Famous Utah Week, uh, and we were debating um, what one to do this month. Um, and um, there's a lot of Famous Utah's out there. We were going through a huge list, um, and one that came to mind that we all kind of said, yeah, this is probably worthwhile. Um, so Utah does have a state firearm, which is a little weird. Um, it was the first state to designate a firearm. Um, and we talked about that a few times on the show. Um, we talked about we talked about all the weird state things that we have. Um, but it's the, it's the Browning Model M1911, uh, or 1911, which is still in manufacture today. It is a gun that for basically the entire last century— Um, the M nineteen eleven means it was designed and first manufactured in nineteen eleven, and it is a a a repeating action um, handgun. Uh, And that same gun was used basically for the entire last century by police force, by uh, military as as a sidearm. Like it is a when you picture like a regular handgun, that's the that's the Browning Model M nineteen eleven. Right. That's the handgun that you see. We all joked about it, about, oh, Utah has to fucking have a handgun as a state gun like we have to have a state gun. But Browning is a really famous person from from Utah. It's a well-known name in firearms. Uh, It's synonymous with a lot of stuff. So we thought we would do John Browning. Um, John Moses Browning. And John Browning is actually the one that is the most famous of the Brownings uh, for Browning firearms. But it actually started with his dad. It was a family business. It's
3: four generations of yeah.
0: That's right. It goes all the way back to 1824. So like 200 years ago, Jonathan Browning, which was John Browning's dad, um, he apprentices uh, at a gun shop in uh, Nashville, and decides to not get paid to learn how to make hand forged gun barrels. Keeping in mind, and
2: we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show. Back then, they were all muzzle load, so
0: black powder basically. So that's well, that's the type of gun, you're and that's the with. most important part of the gun back then, right? Is the barrel because that's where everything gets loaded into, right? So, uh, so. He starts making guns, basically. Um, like in the 1830s, um, he actually develops the, uh, the f-
2: yeah the first muzzle loading repeating rifle. I'd love to see that.
0: I'm so really curious like multi shot like. rotating cylinder. Um, so oh, and he started the percussion cap. Oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So back then, like it was all basically like the old school like muzzle loading flintlock style stuff, mm-hmm. and then he created the percussion cap, which. Instead of being a spark that ignites a ball, like a bunch of powder, all the powder is contained in that cap. Yep. And so you just throw the cap in, throw the ball in, and then ignite the cap. Which was revolutionary. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was – we were talking before the show the the firearm that was commonplace, the flintlock, had been around for probably two hundred, at years? least two hundred years since probably the 16, 1700s. I don't remember when it was first invented, but um, and it hadn't been modified or changed really. No, no, changed the barrel shape and size and what they put inside of it. But did you have something, Brie? I
1: was just trying to find a picture for Jeremy, and I found out somebody else had uh, done a repeating firearm, but I'm not sure if it was muzzle loading in 1645. The Kolthoff gunsmiths. Kolthoff gunsmiths. Hmm. Interesting. In Copenhagen.
2: Interesting.
0: So at some point, uh, then Jonathan Browning um, does what every good Mormon did in the 1840s (laughs) and moves his family from uh, someplace, I think it was Quincy, into Nauvoo. Right, Quincy. So one one
2: little bit of information that was just kind of interesting is...
3: Uh, cool. Piece
2: of information. He was he was the Justice of the Peace in Quincy, Illinois, and on several occasions a then little known lawyer named Abraham Lincoln would travel through the area and
0: would stay overnight with the Browning family. That's kinda cool. That's kinda cool. So and then in eighteen forty six, as uh the Mormons get kicked out of Illinois (laughs) and Missouri and get forced west, um, he picks up his family and moves west. And uh, it, it should be noted he had three wives, I think. Uh, John Brown, Jonathan Browning, um, and a like unbelievable number of kids. <laughs> so, so when they were
2: uh, when they were, the War of Mexico was going on. The U.S. Army came to the Mormons and recruited a number of them to be part of what was known as the Mormon Battalion, and he actually uh, volunteered but Brigham Young held him back because he wanted to to keep him to arm the Mormons. Yeah, cuz the Mormons had to, you know, slaughter Native Americans and in Utah territory. When you have what's going to be the most famous gunmaker ever in existence. Yeah. You
0: don't want to let that go. No, no. I mean and definitely Brigham Young uh had plenty of uh plenty of people he wanted dead. So well, and since he talked to God, I'm sure God told him he should keep... Seriously, though, that's a big that's a big deal, because this guy, <laughs> instead of going off to fight a war, um, this guy is allowed to continue to design and make guns and, and have a family and live to...
1: A he had 10 years. kids. Three so different wives. Different he lived lives. to 71. That's really fucking old in yeah, the, back in the 1800s. Times. So
2: 1852, they end up in Ogden. At the time, it was a small, rustic hamlet 30 miles north of Great Salt Lake. Still 30 miles north of Great Salt Lake, but not so much the rustic hamlet. That's weird that it's the same distance now. It hasn't changed. So, yeah, 1852, they end up in Ogden.
0: Uh, And so in, what was it, 1855? is when
2: John Moses Browning is born. January 23rd, to be precise. And this
0: is this is uh so uh, his dad's a gunsmith uh and John of course
2: grows up Oh
1: he up lived his. on 505 27th Street by the way. I just found a picture of his house. Sweet.
0: And uh at 11 years old John milling around the gunsmith shop uh finds a whole bunch of old crappy parts that have been discarded and creates his own gun. And his father says to him <laughs> he says
2: you're going on eleven, son. Can't you make a better gun than that? <laughs> Which he did, by the way. But a lot of better guns, uh, right? And, so, and we
3: uh, we've had two other prodigies that we have talked about: Philo T. Farnsworth and yeah. Martha Hughes Cannon, and um, John Moses Browning is another.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like it's not even it, it's not even close. This guy from from a from a gun standpoint was so incredibly brilliant. Um, you know, we, we could talk a lot about his life, but I want to talk about the stuff that he produced as well. Um, so
2: one other interesting story from his youth. In 18, spring of
0: 1868,
2: 1868, a passing wagon freighter gave him a badly damaged single-barrel percussion shotgun, which at the time in this part of the United States was, was not very common. They're more common back east. He restored it to near near-new, perfect condition. But while he was putting this together, he said to himself, I could make something better than this.
0: And and, and this kind of gets him to... He tries to go hunting, and he starts creating guns to be more effective at hunting. Um, so he forms this company with one of his brothers, uh, and they form... Um, what, what, I don't remember what the original name of it was, but basically it turns into Browning Firearms. Yeah, and there's two parts to it. There's the firearms and
2: woodworking something or the other one yeah, that yeah. made the stocks but it also did other parts. So it was kind of a two part when it very first started. I
1: love the storefront though. J.M. Brownie and Brother guns, pistols, ammunition and fishing tackle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's because you can't shoot fish in a barrel.
0: That's true. You can. It's just a bad idea because then you put a hole in the barrel and the fish die. From that dra- is true. From drowning? Not drowning? <laughs> anti-drowning? I don't know what fish die from. Fish, the...
1: fish can actually drown. Suffocate
0: but they suffocate,
2: right? So at twenty well, about so do
1: you when you drown?
2: Twenty-one ish, he files for his first patent uh for the gun which becomes known as the Browning single shot. Doesn't and he have like a hundred and fifty something, like, something that. like that? And that that particular gun that, that he, the prototype that he made is
0: on display at the Smithsonian.
3: That's so cool.
0: So I wanna I wanna talk about some of his guns, right? Because his guns have been used literally for over a century, uh, most of them still. So he, over the years, um, worked with uh, Fabrique Nationale, which is a, a French company. That was actually kind of the last company that he he did a lot of stuff for. Uh, he worked with Remington. He worked with Winchester. Um, so like that with Colt. Colt yeah. Like the Colt the, the Colt revolver is Browning's design.
1: Yep. Right? He went on his mission to Georgia. Did you know that? yes i did i just thought that was kind of interesting so spring
2: of 1883 is when he meets mr tg bennett who's the vice president of winchester repeating arms company in new haven connecticut uh and he takes uh the the prototype of his browning single shot rifle and oh no, no no i take that back i take that back mr bennett saw a uh the the single-shot rifle uh-huh. and got on a train and came out to Ogden and met with uh, the Browning boys and told them – so this is the very first time they got together. He said that he would strike a deal for $8,000 to come up with a new gun, uh, and they they began work immediately, and that's kind of where it began. So spring of 18, 1883, he teams up with Winchester. And really, as we're going through the research – like the best guns ever created by Winchester were, they, they were all his. All came through him.
0: They, they all came through him. So he he designed okay the single shot rifle. And when Winchester, when you think of Winchester rifles, you think of that that it's it's a lever action repeating rifle, right? You crack the lever and fire another round, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 Browning's right? The, what is it? The 19, there's or the, the 1886, the, I think is the one. Yeah, it's 1885,
2: 1886, then there's an 1889 and an 1892. We're all different versions of the Winchester, but I want to say it's the 1889. Yeah. One of them is still it's basically the one today. that, yeah, that when you think of a Winchester, that's what you think of. And it's, it's all him. It's all things. It's all from his parts and things he created.
0: Yeah. And, and he just, and like, untold numbers like there's no not even a way to actually tell how many of those have been made they're still made today uh, essentially uh and, and sold today um there's uh the, the thing that the one of the things that he did was create basically the cartridge right the the right. The, the bullet cartridge so when we think of modern day bullets we think of uh, a metal jacket typically a metal sleeve that has the gunpowder and the charge and everything in there and then the projectiles on top of that, and sealed in place, and so part of him designing that was he also designed the auto repeating mechanism that we see in just about every gun today. So when you think of a handgun like a like the M nineteen eleven or a Glock or a, you know a Colt, a, a Colt revolver, well, not the Colt revolver necessarily, but like the Desert Eagles, um, any of the bolt action uh, type of handguns where you fire a bullet. The explosion causes the lever to kick back, eject the cartridge, and then load a new cartridge into the chamber. That's Browning's design. Almost every handgun, automatic rifle, semi-autic rifle, all come from that design. And 1889 is when he came up with it. And, and it is 2020, and that is still the main purveyor design of guns. He designed some of the most groundbreaking machine guns. Right, they were um, used. So the the,
2: the 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 main one that he came up with, he came up with at the very end of World War One. So didn't see action in World War One, but it went through World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. The same design that he came up with.
0: Yeah, and and um, you know the the M4 that was the mainstay for the military for fucking eons. That was his. That's his design, the Browning M4. Um, and. and you, you see them through Winchester and through Remington and all these other major names in gun manufacturing, but they're all his, they're all his patents. They're all his design. Um, and basically, uh, it came to a point, um, like in the early 1900s. And I th- I think at the time he was working with Remington maybe. Uh, and he, he asked them, basically he came up with uh, an idea for, I think it was a repeating shotgun. Uh, and he said, Okay, for this design, um, uh, 1902 maybe, yeah, automatic shotgun. So, oh, it was Winchester. So he presents these to Winchester and says, "Okay, here's this design for yeah. this gun, um, but I don't want the same contract I've been getting because up to this point he'd been getting basically like a flat rate for the design, and then a royalty uh, of some. Was... Not really any royalties. Or that's so what this he won, was yes, yeah, was... so this was the big contract changes. He said. I want a royalty on every gun that Winchester produces um, that uh, um, this patent is used for instead of just a buyout of the patent. So basically you have the option to to buy a license to use the patent or you pay royalty on every gun. And uh, Winchester didn't like that because that's a lot more money for Browning. Uh, and so Browning and Winchester, uh, and they kind of part ways. And Browning then goes to the Franklin Institute – And and starts working for uh, Belgium, a Belgium company called Fabrique Nationale, Um, and then that's where you get um, a whole bunch of like the like submachine guns and stuff like that. Like, um, um, and then Fabrique Nationale also kind of gets known as Baby Browning, uh, essentially because that all they do after that is make Browning. Well, then he took
2: so he took after after he broke ties with Winchester, he took it to. Was it Colt he took it to? And he's in the office to have the meeting for it. And the the guy he was meeting with had died of a massive heart attack like 15 minutes before the meeting started. So he figured that was the answer to that. And that's when he went to that, that f- whatever. For, for, I can't say. Fabrique. It. Fabrique. National, yeah. The Belgian company. The Belgian company. And yeah, then he, he came up with the, the contract with Belgium. And really, to this day, they're, they're producing the lion's share of the Browning
0: arms. Yeah. He never retired. That was just it. Like he died in 1926. He died in a workshop working on a new design. Uh, He didn't die from the gun. He died from a heart attack, (laughs) but they actually ended up finishing that design and making those guns as well. Um, The the dude is just prolific. I really had no idea. I knew he had made guns. I knew that he was a, a big name in guns. I didn't realize how prolific he was. Every modern day gun, even like even like deck cannons on ships and stuff. Oh yeah, he did some stuff for Navy, naval ships. That's that's they're all his design. They're yeah. all similar design. They're giant shells filled with. It, it's just it's just crazy to me.
2: So it's, that last gun he was working on turned out to be the nine millimeter. Yeah
0: which the is last which is the them. new current si- sidearm for everyone right <laughs> like the Glock 9mm is the sidearm for police forces In across 23 it's almost 100 years ago it's crazy <laughs> it's it's crazy the dude is just it's it was wild to me so uh, you know as much fun as I make of Utah for having a state gun it makes sense now it makes sense and it's totally appropriate because this guy was Utah he was a mormon who grew up in some hard pioneer times? He was an innovator. He was an entrepreneur, uh, and he created things that his his name will be in history forever. And the list just goes like as we're doing the research. The list just keeps going on
2: and on. For example, oh yeah, the forty five caliber that the, the military pistol, the forty five caliber he came up with in nineteen eleven. It was used in World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. It was used. Up until the 80s, it was standard issue.
0: So, 9mm Browning Long, the 45, the 380, the 38, the 25, the 32, those are all cartridges that he invented. Um, pistols, you have the 1911, the Colt 1900s, basically almost every pistol Colt ever made. <laughs> <laughs> um, the M1911 is probably his most famous, which is why it's our. Uh, ours, but he did a ton of shotguns, uh, from pump action repeating shotguns to semi automatic shotguns. Um, the 50 caliber machine gun was him. Yep, 50 cal machine gun was him. Rifles, we talked about all the Winchester rifles. Uh, he did the 22 semi automatic rifle. Um, they did the, uh, M4, the automatic, uh, machine gun, basically the handheld M4s. Um, let's see. Dude, he has so many patents. It's not even. It's it's really hard. The list is extensive. And just, I
2: mean, so if you sit back and think about it, to, for him to, however he did it, whatever his process was, to think it through and go, well, if I take this piece of metal, I do this to it. I add this hole here, and I add that mechanism here. Now I've created a new gun.
0: Yeah, and it's not like he went to school for engineering. I don't think he went to school for anything. No. I mean, he was making guns at 11 years old. He didn't have to go to school. He just had a pension for it. He just picked it up, and it was just in him to make guns. Now, I'm not the biggest gun fan. I mean, I like guns, but— No,
1: it's, you're not, it's not the gun
0: that you're not a fan of. No, it is. There are some guns I'm not a fan of at all. But guns, guns are designed with one purpose. They're designed to kill. Whether it's a person or an animal, they're designed to kill. I don't know that Browning was thinking about killing people when he was designing guns. I think he was thinking about well, shooting. It, well, yeah, and in the late 1800s, living out in Utah, which was the wild, <laughs> you, you had gun. to have a gun. Mountain lions weren't a scarcity. There were coyotes and mountain lions and wolves. and You're out hunting for your dinner. dinner. I mean – well, and there's so, no grocery store with cow so, already cut up for you. The little story
2: about about his handgun that he developed—did you see that part? So he developed it because he liked to take walks in Ogden, but he felt like he needed something to protect himself that was portable.
0: Let's be let's be clear: <laughs> Al Capone wouldn't go to Ogden. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> Ogden was a rough place, uh, and the the West in general was a rough place. And Utahns, uh, we love our guns because we kill people with them um, in massacres. Um oh <laughs> but i so anyway that 's our famous Utah um john browning um i I did not know that I would be as en- enthusiastic and amazed by all of his stuff and just the, of the research yeah, well, all of these guns that i 've heard of.
2: Uh, and I, I just did not realize they all literally because they don't all, say
0: browning in the name it's the right. the winchester this the remington this the, the there's Colt. a few that say browning but most of them were done w- in conjunction with other companies but he owned the patents on all of right. them
2: because when you think of browning guns and eh, not a lot comes to mind but i didn't realize i didn't realize like Everything came yeah, from him.
0: Basically. basically everything. He was, he is what guns are today. There hasn't been a massive breakthrough that we know about, uh, in, in firearm technology. That's him. I mean, now we're, lo- we're talking about now things like, um, um, rail guns and stuff like that being developed potentially, um, weaponizing things like lasers. So that's kind of that next step in, in, in guns. Um, but that's still a little ways out.
2: But he I took us think. from
0: black powder to basically everything we know today. Yeah. Everything that's been used to kill anything in the last 150 years, roughly. So pretty crazy shit. Um, pretty also, awesome.
3: If you want to, I mean, not right now because it's closed. Um, but there is a museum in Ogden um, on uh, 2501 Wall Avenue that has um, – some of his guns, the history on display, and um, there's a lot of really awesome things written about it on TripAdvisor. So it sounds like it's definitely a place to go visit as soon as it opens.
0: I bet if we talked to someone in his family, they'd say to go visit that museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, the Browning, the Browning website for the Browning Arms Company. Is really good. It's full of facts. Um, there's a lot of information out there too. Um, uh, so nothing we said here was stuff that was hard to find because there's tons of stuff on Browning. Um, just really cool. I'm, I'm really, I was really impressed. So
3: this says that it's in the, I think it's in the Union Station building, but I could, could be wrong. Bring it's a closed.
0: gun though, because there's ghosts there. Right here. <laughs> For sure. Well, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at TNU Podcast. That's also <laughs> our Instagram handle. Um, it's amazing. They work. I logged into it today. Um, Jeremy does not have the password anymore, I hope. Um, <laughs> I hope you've lost that. Um, and uh, we're also on Facebook and the Utah Podcast. Um, any of those methods is a great place to reach us. Um, I do think it's important to mention, too, you know, we, we talk about COVID-19, not everyone's on the same page, uh, even amongst us for probably, uh, in terms of beliefs, uh, or at war comfort, comfortability, um, and certainly, uh, around the, the, the country and the world, um, everyone's kind of got their own comfort levels with stuff. Some people are having a hard time. Um, if you're one of those people, um, you know, you just reach out, reach out to a friend, uh, you can reach out to us just like talking to random people. Um, <laughs> uh, I say that jokingly, but it's also true. She'll talk to anyone probably that, that messages us, unless you're a dick, in which case we'll just block you if you're being a dick. Um, but uh, it, I think it's just important because I think that's something we forget: is is everyone is very isolated. Even in Utah, there are still people that are incredibly isolated, um, and uh, it's just important to know that. There are people there for you uh, if you need. So, um, also, I'm Bree's watching some video of a cake that almost looks like a beehive right now, Jess, and it made me think of our cake plans for the state fair. <laughs> and I don't think the state fair is going to happen. I would be.
3: Chris, agreeing. I saw a really inappropriate cake the other day. I was going to send to you, but I didn't want <laughs> to. You.
0: you can uh, always send me pictures of inappropriate cakes. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs>
3: Bree bought go back me a shirt. I don't remember who shared it, but I'll have to go back and find it.
0: Bree br- bought me a new shirt that says I that, bought me one too to be fair. Yeah. Thou shall ingest a bag of no, richards. A
3: satchel A
0: satchel of richards.
3: That's, it says it better than that.
0: No, thou shall ingest a satchel of richards.
3: I have a muling quim shirt.
1: <laughs> it is a bee.
0: What? It is a bee. It See, I was thinking but I, I didn't want the bee. I was thinking of a hive. So if the state fair happens, yes, I'm starting early this year. It's only the end of May. If the state fair happens, can we make a cake together?
3: Chris, um, I have sad news. They actually have they don't do a cake competition at the state fair anymore. There's an organization that has like a cake competition, but they have called off for the year. Fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. I really want to do this cake. If I
0: can- I want to do this cake, I want you to do this cake, and I will <laughs> pretend to help. I will help. Okay. I will help. Okay. Because I I it. just I have this vision. I'll draw it out, and we we. But I don't want to just make it to make it. It has to be in a competition. And if it's in a competition, I'll put forth effort and try to win the competition. You have no idea how much effort I'll put forth to win a competition that means nothing. Then we can. Put it on the wall next to the boat. The award,
2: yeah. And to so our best of, yeah. Thank to be you. fair, that boat is not a podcast award. That
0: is a board. proud award from myself and Bree. That's true, but that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it, is a, it is a trophy. It's a major award. It's a it major is, it award. is a major award. <laughs> and I cannot wait for the day that I get to go on another ship and win another major award. I still listen to cruise podcasts, by the way. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little weird now because no one's cruising for a while. No one's really booking cruises. The industry is pretty much going to collapse on itself, and okay. I still want to go cruising because I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What show is that from? <laughs> it's from something, but it's really good. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Folk Hogan for our music, uh, and um, I don't know what else to say. I'll just say good night. Okay, that's a good idea. Good night. Bye. Bye.